0: This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on v the Sports Betting Network.
2: It is the Nightcap here on v hour number three. Put your threes up. Put your threes up. For those of you on the East Coast, it's a Thursday. For those of you on the West Coast, we still got three hours left in this glorious Wednesday. Dogs were biting and barking. May not have gotten home all the way, but Solve Marquette. Whole outright upset.
3: Plus 745. That was
2: big. Texas AM. Mm. We talked about that. Uh, TCU. Gers. The Rutgers. Terrible call at the end of the game.
3: Worst thing could have happened. To you today happen? Mm.
2: got that got that got that good feeling he you know was feeling good our next guest kenny white because what did he have oh i don't know bills and patriots over 44 i believe that went over by the bills themselves and his favorite play he was even rocking the blue shirt was rams against the cardinals never a doubt mr white how are you on this wednesday evening
4: <laughs> I'll get the three in there. I'm doing good. Third hour. Here we go.
3: Yeah, he's up, baby.
4: I'm psyched for, uh, for another weekend of uh, NFL playoffs have been, uh, fun to watch. And we've, we have so many good teams in the playoffs. Uh, I think, I think six of these eight teams really are deserving to be there. So that's, that's awesome.
2: Yeah, it is. Uh, it is a loaded weekend, close spreads, Uh, I believe I saw this to be true, that this is the first time in the divisional round where we have all four games under a touchdown uh, spread-wise, which is uh, incredibly exciting. So, let's just go in order. And I don't know if, Kenny, you have a play on every game, but we'll just talk them through. Cincinnati at Tennessee, we've seen line movement here. uh, Opened on Sunday night uh, in some spots in town at 2.5, but quickly got bet up. And you're looking at pretty much 3.5 painted across Uh, with Tennessee being the favorite, a total of 47. Uh, What do your numbers look at when it comes to Cincinnati at Tennessee Saturday afternoon?
4: Yeah, it'd be a very interesting game. Tennessee, amazing to be the one seed. Um, And I think in most most polls or power ratings, they're probably anywhere from uh, 8 to 12 in that range. Um, I have them number 10. Um, DVOA ratings has them number 20. The number 20 team in DVOA. <laughs> well, the Cowboys were number one, so I'm not sure how good DVOA ratings actually are. Um, this this should be a battle. It really should. We, I love what I'm seeing out of Joe Burrow uh, and the and the cast receivers. Chase has got to be one of the best. Jamar Chase is going to be one of the best receivers in the NFL. Uh, those two just got a great chemistry between them. Uh, I guess the X factor is going to be uh, Derek Henry. And how healthy is he? Uh, is there going to be a pitch count on him, and how much will he play in this game? Uh, looking at trends, uh, this game trends out definite to an under. Uh, Cincinnati, 4-2 under their last six games, 6-2 six under on the road. Uh, Tennessee, 7-2 under on the uh, in their home games. They're 4-1 under their last five. And then I pulled up median scores for each team home and away. Cincinnati, median score on the road. I'm impressed how well they did in their road games. 27 and a half to 15. They won by 12 and a half points on the road and only allowed 15 a game. Uh, Tennessee's home games. They won 23 to 17 in median numbers. So both those well under the total they're trending under. I got to believe with Derek Henry at uh, back at running back, Tennessee will make a commitment to run the football and their game plan. has got to be uh, control the ball and keep, keep Joe Burrow off the field and frustrate him. So um, I, I went under this total.
2: All right, under 47 and a half. Uh, That's the best, highest you can find. Uh, Not a lot of those out there. Westgate uh, is the only one that I see 47 and a half is out there. San Francisco and Green Bay. uh, Injury concerns certainly with San Francisco, Kenny, with uh, Nick Bosa sustaining a concussion against the Cowboys. Fred Werner said he should be available to play. Uh, And then Jimmy Garoppolo with his thumb-shoulder whatever is bothering him this number has started to move towards Green Bay you saw some fives five and a halfs now pretty much steady at six another total at 47 Packers at home maybe a little revenge I know you like to work that into your numbers uh 49ers have beaten this Packers team a handful of times in the postseason
4: well, revenge of this year is with, uh, San Francisco, San Francisco. And, yep. man, I, I hated that because I really wanted to, I want to make a case for green Bay, um, with San Francisco, third straight road game, uh, r- really physical football games they played. Um, and this one's just going to be the same and green Bay. We know how strong their home field is and how strong it is in the playoffs. So I want to play Green Bay. The only thing keeping me up is that revenge factor, and I do like San Francisco. I've been on them quite a bit here. The, the last 10 games, 8-2 straight up, 8-2 ATS. Uh, Green Bay at home, though, 8-0, 7-1 ATS dominating. Their median score in their home games, 31-17. San Francisco on the road, 24 and a half 21. Those are all average teams. That's not Green Bay. So um, my number on this game is Green Bay 6 and a half after factoring in um, re- the revenge factor for San Francisco. I really didn't want to do it, but I had to, um, so I'm going to stay off the side, but I am going to bet this total over, um, mm. uh, really think that Aaron Rodgers will have a big game at home, uh, San Francisco, uh, all the weapons they have. I think they're going to put up points. I think Jimmy G will be fine. Um, I think he's worked through all of the injuries. He's a tough guy. Uh, he's got so many weapons and green Bay's defense has given it up. Um, pretty good as of late, uh, allowing four point seven yards a run. And that's one thing San Francisco does well. They'll move it on the ground and they'll set up the pass. And Jimmy G will come through with the, the core of receivers he has. And Debo Samuels, man, what a great player he so is. So good. So much fun to watch. So I'm over here in this one as well.
2: At K Whitey Vegas on Twitter. So the Saturday slate he likes under in Cincinnati, Tennessee. You can find a 47 and a half out there, and he likes over in Green Bay, San Francisco. You can find a 47 out there let's get to sunday rams and buccaneers this number has been on the move our friends at south point two and a half last night that got gobbled up goes to three it's back at two and a half now uh, in favor of tampa bay the rams looked as as good as anybody on monday night your favorite play of last weekend now you've got tom brady on the other side not kyler murray you've got bruce arians not cliff kingsbury uh, a total of 48-and-a-half down there in Tampa Bay. Uh, what do you see in Tampa Bay and the Rams?
4: Yeah, I, th- I think the number's just about right. I, ma- I made it two-and-a-half, so yeah. um, no play on the side. But I, I can attack this total. Uh, you said it, uh, Tom Brady and uh, that offense. And he should get weapons back this week. Ronald Jones should be back. Uh, Fournette, uh, Grayson, uh, Tristan Wirfs should be back at left tackle. That'll be a big plus. They'll need him back. Uh he's a point drop-off if he doesn't play. Uh, Tom Brady, you know, you know, he wants revenge from the loss earlier this season. That game was nothing, nothing at the end of one. Um, I remember it because I made a big bet on that one over and I thought it would go flying over. And boy, I was, was disappointed at the end of the first quarter, but did not get disappointed. The last three They scored 59 points in the last three quarters. And I really think this is an offensive minded game. Uh, both teams stopped the run so well. I see both quarterbacks throwing it almost 50 times in this game. I think it's going to be a back and forth football game, throw the football. And the other thing about the NFL, we know when it gets this late in the year on the final four, final eight teams, eight quarterbacks, uh, we don't want anybody getting hurt. Let's protect these guys. Offensive holding calls will be at a minimum. I think offensive lines are going to be able to give their quarterbacks plenty of time. So yeah, I'm, I'm over here in this game. actually did a couple of alternate uh, totals. I went over 50 and a half plus 120, and I went over 54 and a half. Plus two dollars.
2: So would you say forty-eight and a half is your favorite play of the weekend, or are we holding that off for uh the finale of KC and Buffalo?
4: Now my best play I'll be on the the finale.
2: All right, let's get to it right now. Kansas City and <laughs> Buffalo, uh three seventeen, three eighteen rotation wise, Kansas City now down at minus one and a half, the highest total by far of the weekend at fifty-four and a half, as we chat with Kenny White. So Kenny, Buffalo, I mentioned that L.A. looked as good as anybody. Buffalo was phenomenal uh, in, uh, in that victory over New England, 47-17. to Kansas City just did what they had to do, and they win by 21 points against Pittsburgh. Uh, short spread, seeing it move towards the dog a little bit. Very popular dog, it feels like, in Buffalo. Uh, which way are you feeling with Buffalo and Kansas City?
4: Yeah, no side for me. I really want to play Buffalo. I, I bet Buffalo to win, win the Super Bowl um, mm. a couple of weeks ago. And uh, holding on to that ticket, um, Kansas City's a tough place to play. But Buffalo did go in there in week five, and they won 38 to 20. They really dominated that game. So I'm passing the side. I'm playing the total. I'm going to go over here. Uh, three out of the four games I have over. Uh, We got great quarterbacks in all these games, so why not? It's the NFL. They want high scoring. They want fun games. Well, I think they're going to get them. This is the highest total, and for a reason, it should be uh, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. I think these guys go head-to-head and match score for score in this game, just like Buffalo did last week, seven straight scores. I think they just go back and forth. Uh, My total on this one was 61, um, and and I think that could be low. Again, I did a couple of alternate totals. Uh, going over with these two quarterbacks. I I just love it. Hey, the weather's going to be great for all these games. It's going to be cold, um, but nowhere, I don't think anywhere below 20 degrees, but no wind. And that's the ultimate factor. Everybody's going to be able to throw the ball. Everybody will be warm. They're running around, especially Green Bay, uh, where they've got the coils under the grass to keep that field at 72 degrees. Those guys are going to be having a lot of fun in Green Bay, but Kansas City, Buffalo, over, best play of the weekend.
2: There it is, over on Kansas City-Buffalo. Kenny's favorite play, just a reminder, his favorite play was Rams last weekend. How'd that do?
3: Big. Pretty easy. Uh, just full disclosure, uh, one of us rode with you in the Rams-Cardinals game last week. Sorry. And one of us did not. I did
2: not. <laughs> I, I apologize. I don't know what I was thinking. I did roll <laughs> with Kenny on the over in the Bills Patriots game. So you so. keep
3: them coming, Kenny. Just know I got your back 100%. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. <laughs>
4: hey,
2: Kenny, we, we got 20 seconds. I'm just curious real quickly. Who is your number one team in college hoops?
4: Uh, Gonzaga, okay. by far. Okay. Right right now, I think I'm four and a half points better than anybody else. Uh, my second best team is going to be a surprise. I have the Illini rated number two. Uh, they just got back their point guard, Andre Carbello. And he didn't play at all with Kofi Cockburn in this last game. Just wait. This team will catch fire. The Illini is going to be very good. When they play at Purdue, they will get their revenge. That game as well.
2: At K Vegas on Twitter, Kenny, you're the man. We appreciate it.
4: Thanks for having me on the show, guys. Good luck, to everybody, this weekend.
2: There he is, Kenny White. It's the nightcap.
1: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is
0: the Nightcap on V the Sports betting Network.
2: It is the nightcap here on VSIN. And I'm looking for my prop. There it is. Got it. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCast designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. We've got CityCast in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your. Podcast Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. What is up, sir?
3: You found your little sweet spot when you said your. Like right in between the tenor and alto. Oh, okay. That's your pitch. Your. Yeah. Uh,
2: Your bet is. Not looking good. You've got Anaheim in the over.
3: Yeah. So, I mean, unless they pull both goalies right now, it's going to be hard to get over six and a half. Which, this will be the first Avs game. I was going to say, the Avs. Under the total in probably about their last nine games, I think.
2: Uh, the Lakers uh, are on the floor right now. They had the late night game. Yeah, uh, they are blowing it. Uh, we
3: used them for what they were worth. I, I on the was, other night, yeah, we got them in a good spot. You always
2: say after that the apology, I don't give you credit, yeah. and that was a phenomenal uh, job of pointing that out. And I'm like, damn, why didn't I think of that?
3: The apology game. Yep, and now leave them alone. And now yeah, don't no. get complacent for no. a couple games. Keep them and- away. You then know. they'll fire Coach Vogel for no reason, but then the game right after that, then we pick that him. one. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he'll be the scapegoat. Then people will be like, oh well that was the issue the whole time, and then we fade him for about four games. Uh-huh. Yeah. That sounds about right. I think that, we've got them figured out. I a hundred percent agree.
2: Yeah. I think that's the the way we roll. Uh yeah. I was uh yeah. The the Frank Vogel uh it ain't his fault. He didn't trade for Russell Westbrook. <laughs> he, isn't that crazy. He didn't he didn't sign 14 guys who are all expecting to play quality minutes. Yeah, that's
3: why that's I don't still, give these coaches a hard time. I mean, He won a championship, for the love of God. I just feel like you take the Lakers job just because you know you get the money after they fire you. Yeah, so you make sure you get as much as you can. Because you're going to get blamed for it at some point.
2: Regardless of what happens this year, Frank Vogel walks... Out of there with a ring on his finger, he won a championship, and people will say, "Oh, it's all LeBron or all AD." Frank Vogel, what he did down the bubble was pretty impressive. They were working out different rotations, uh, you know. With
3: they were, I mean, who's your number one team in college right now? So Kenny, Kenny White said he said Gonzaga, Gonzaga by a lot, and then he said Illinois number two. That surprised me. Not really. Well, I'm a big fan of Carbello. is that how you say his name? Yeah, no, Carbello yeah. was really good. They came to Cameron Indoor last year, and uh, we still haven't guarded him. Well,
2: Duke stunk last year, so it's hard we to— We
3: never stink. We just might not have one of our elite teams, but we're always above no, average. No, no,
2: you didn't make the NCAA tournament. You were really bad. Yeah, it's it. COVID. Yeah, no. We, we
3: opted out of, like, 15 games on purpose. You had McDonald's
2: All-Americans, and you missed yeah, the NCAA tournament. that game's overrated now. It's all right. It's, it's that, not what it used to be. Pete Gaudette's fault. Um—
3: Who's your number one college team?
2: I would have to go with Kenny. I, I would I would lean Gonzaga, but I don't have a future on them. They're always, as you could see, incredibly short priced. My number two team's Auburn. I, I think they I have.
3: you heavy? Get off.
2: I, I think they have the makings of a team, like we saw with Baylor last year. They're incredibly athletic. They've got a. Top three pick on Mm -hmm. their roster. I think Auburn, they can shoot. They've got depth. I think Auburn has the capabilities of making a run in the NCAA tournament. They've got a coach who led a team to the final four just a couple years ago. So, I know he's never won a title. Um, But I would say right now, at this moment, I would say Auburn is my number two team. But this year, man, with Duke, with Purdue, Kansas... Arizona's had their moments. Kentucky is, they've been awful Isn't is you know yeah, what's going really on talented? So I could see a whole bunch of teams, but the way Gonzaga is playing right now, feel like they came out of that COVID pause and they are just on fire. No man.
3: interest in Baylor?
2: No, not a ton. Mm-hmm. This this past week kind of spooked me about Baylor. You go to you can't lose at home to
3: Oklahoma State. They just didn't shoot the ball well. Oklahoma State's a not a very good basketball. Auburn's game. the best team I've seen. They're really good. Don't forget, Duke already beat Gonzaga on a neutral court. I know. So Gonzaga's not, in my opinion, no. as as complete of a team th- as they have been in some of these other. Look,
2: years. Look, and Gonzaga lost to Alabama. Teams get better. I, I think right now, since Duke's way since
3: Christmas, way too low. There's no way Duke's plus two hundred.
2: This is to win the fi- to make the final four.
3: I know we might not win the ACC tournament. I mean, the way we're playing, I mean, our lack of a point guard is crippling. It's really crippling.
2: You know, I'd be fascinated to see what happens. You know, come because last year felt like was the year everyone bought into Gonzaga. They were undefeated. They had you know Drew Timmy. They had Suggs, who was a lottery pick. They had Kispert, who fell just outside of the lottery, elite shooter who decided not to shoot very well in the NCAA tournament.
3: I had Baylor, so I was good.
2: But then they lose in the fashion that they did. be very interested to see what people's perception of Gonzaga will be heading into this NCAA tournament. It almost feels like this is the time that they get you. And by the way, they're the number one team in the country, so it's not like they're sneaking up on anybody. But that moronic narrative of,
3: oh, they can't do it,
2: and they've been to the national championship twice in the past, what, eight years?
3: That sounds right.
2: And if Zach Collins doesn't get called for a couple of and bogus fouls terrible against North job. Carolina. Oh, that
3: was a bad official They
2: might win that game. So, look, they were blown out last year. Absolutely hammered by Baylor. But they're really good again. And they've got potentially the number one overall pick in the country. They've got Drew Timmy back for another year. He's off to a, a slower start, but he's starting to get better. They're never going to be priced short, so that's the that's the issue, right? I just I, I think they're the I think they're the best team in the country right now.
3: I barely ever miss on evaluations. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, he's been injured quite a bit, but Zach Collins, like my evaluation of him was, I thought he was going to be like I agree multi All Star by now,
2: and I thought he would fit in very well in and, Portland. Yeah, me
3: too. He's been hurt a lot, but Tons. like I really thought he was going to be an elite player right from the beginning. I was a big Zach Collins guy.
2: So we were gonna do uh overreactions, but since your overreaction about what was that, about two months ago, six weeks ago was Jim Harbaugh gonna be the next coach of the Raiders. You've retired from your
3: overreaction. I mean, once you once you come in with one that's that <laughs> epic, that prolific. I mean, how do you follow uh, that up? I was so close. You know, how do my you my overreaction
2: that up? in in you know the first week of October, CJ Stroud win the Heisman Trophy. Ah. Uh, it was there. I was holding it. It was was. He was, we he was odds on. Oh, you sent out a tweet. He didn't even get invited. I understand that. So show. it wasn't
3: it, there. Like he had to be sitting in one of the chairs for it to be there. Did you
2: or did you not send out a congratulatory tweet when he threw for 57 touchdowns against Michigan State? Did you bet Michigan State it's that? It's called
3: game? the mush. I was mushing yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, apparently he did.
2: But thankfully, Bryce Young then went to plus 220 and I was able to grab that. But I'll give you my overreaction right now. And we talked about Derek Carr earlier today. Maybe Derek Carr's a, a Pittsburgh Steeler. There are odds out there who will be the next quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Hmm. There, was, there was a report that said they're going to go ahead with, I'm trying not to laugh, Mason Rudolph as their starting quarterback.
3: I've got to look at Pittsburgh's salary cap space. What's their Once they get big Ben Roethlisberger off the books, What's their salary cap situation look like? Because I agree that that would be one of the potential landing spots for Derek Carr, but you also have to factor in he's going to be making 38 to $40 million a year. Gotta have, yeah, reset. Wherever he goes. Yep. Right. So do they have the cap space to make that kind of deal happen once? Because I think Roethlisberger has been playing for a, a very bargain basement deal yeah, these last this- year and a half, two years.
2: But my overreaction is that it won't be Derek Carr. It won't be Mason Rudolph. It won't be Jimmy Garoppolo. I'll
3: say Dwayne Haskins.
2: It won't be Dwayne Haskins. (laughs) It won't be Kenny Pickett. It won't be Matt Corral. It'll be K-I-R-K. Kirk Cousins in Pittsburgh. He'll restructure his deal. He'll go to Pittsburgh. They'll trade a second-round pick to get him. And Kirk Cousins will lead the Pittsburgh Steelers
3: to an AFC North crown next year.
4: My overreaction.
3: You don't listen to Tomlin when he talks. Tomlin said the next quarterback in Pittsburgh will be an athletic player. So... No offense to Kirk Cousins, Kirk's, Kirk's more he athletic. A, he has a very athletic-looking checking account.
2: He's more athletic but than Derek Carr. He's it, more athletic than Jimmy Garoppolo.
3: Unfortunately, the genealogy that exists within him is not athletically inclined.
2: Well, who who's the magical athletic quarterback that's coming to Pittsburgh? I
3: don't know. But Malik won't, Willis? Won't be Kirk Cousins. Just saying. Kirk Cousins I, I like he can play any other sport. Kirk Cousins would be very
2: successful in Pittsburgh. Yeah. He'd be successful in a lot of places.
3: Yeah, they're getting rid of a statue. I don't think they're going to sign another one. You put
2: them in Indianapolis, you tell me they're not the best team in the AFC.
3: Better fit. Better fit.
2: That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. There was some wild movement in the NFL draft number one pick market. Discuss it next right here on
0: the Nightcap. This is the Nightcap on v Send, the sports betting network.
2: If you missed any part of our show or anything on the Vsin schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all our shows and download and listen on your schedule. Head over to v slash podcast. You'll get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander. Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. We've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, My Guys in the Desert, Coast to Coast Hoops, and more. They're all free and available now at v slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN alongside Sean King. I am Tim Murray. An interesting night of, of the NBA closing out. We got overtime in Denver, Clippers and Nuggets, and the Detroit Pistons-Sacramento Kings game is fascinating. 133-131, to 131, and then we look up, and we've got Lakers and Pacers in the fourth quarter. Lakers lead by two. They went off as three-and-a-half-point favorites. So a lot of games coming down to the wire in in the NBA. Not so much for your hockey game here.
3: Yeah. You never know. It's what it is.
2: We'll pull for your pockets.
3: We didn't have anything substantial on the line. Plus, we hit our big bet today. You did? Rangers, reverse puck line, plus 350. Good
2: night for college hoops. The dogs were... Or barking, so that was nice uh, for your boy to to get back off the Schneid just in time to lose more money tomorrow night. I'm sure in uh, in college basketball. Well, earlier today, so it's it's that time of the year, and Sean, I'm fascinated to get your opinions for the NFL draft as we get closer and closer. Your evaluations are going to be great, mm-hmm. but a lot of Draft betting is based off of reporters out there. Who has the right insights? You know, will does a team like a player to fall in the third round and you can get an you know an over-under on them, or who will go first? My favorite play last year uh was Jalen Waddell to be selected over Devontae Smith. I I don't know who's the better wide receiver, but all we heard was that. Jalen Waddell, because of his speed, was being looked at more so Mm -hmm. than Devontae Smith. And ultimately, the Miami Dolphins picked Jalen Waddell. So today, there was the Mel Kuyper mock draft out there, but also Dane Brugler. Dane Brugler's phenomenal. I think he does a really, really good job. He puts out what's called the beast, Mm -hmm. which is his breakdown of every prospect in the draft. And he put out a mock draft today. So most mock drafts, Sean, have had either Aiden Hutchinson or Kayvon Thibodeau, the two edge rushers going 1-2 in some order. Mm-hmm. Then there was some buzz on Evan Neal, the tackle out of Alabama. Last night at DraftKings Sportsbook, mm-hmm. I'm going to mess up his name. Ekem Ekawanu, the tackle from NC State, was 100-1 to, to be the number one overall pick. Dane Brugler put out his mock draft today. He had Ekuanu going number one. His odds at this moment in time are now five to one. They've even shortened since we made that graphic. They continue to shorten. Mm -hmm. So let me just read what Dane Brugler said, and then you can react to it. Okay. After numerous conversations with NFL scouts and league execs in preparation for this mock, there were two key takeaways that led me to Ekawanu here. Mm -hmm. First, there are several evaluators around the league who have Ekawanu ranked higher than Alabama's Evan Neal and Mississippi State's Charles Cross. Second, several evaluators agreed that in a draft class, missing a no-brainer top prospect, they prefer the tackles Mm -hmm. over the pass rushers. I have no clue how the Jaguars feel. He flat out put that out there. But Ekawanu at least belongs in the conversation. Then he gets into it. A three-year starter at NC State. Ekawanu has impressive moments for his size and generates extraordinary explosion at contact. He lacks refinement and is guilty of overstepping. But he is nimble, powerful, and should get better and better with his technique and awareness mature. Ekawanu's tape shows a tackle, who can play guard? Not who can who can play guard? Not the other way around. And then, so there you go. That was his uh, breakdown. And the movement <clears throat> is just wild. Last night, hundred to one. Earlier today, when it first came out, it was twenty-five to one. And as the day has gone on, it now sits at five to one for him to go number one.
3: Uh, I got to go and watch. Like, I remember, like, the preseason hype on NC State. Yep. A lot of it was based upon the returning talent they had on the offensive line. But I got to go watch. When we were talking first pick in the draft, and you're talking offensive lineman, I mean, he's got to be transcendent. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got to be once in a lifetime. You know, because otherwise, I always say – There's got to be somebody comparable that we can get later where we don't have as much liability if they're good, not great. When you take an offensive tackle, pick one, I mean, you're telling me he's a a future Hall of Famer. Like, he's a perennial Pro Bowler. Like, I don't know that I see him or Evan Neal in that light currently. But, again, I haven't watched every snap from the college football season.
2: So, here's here's what I would say about either him – Ekawanu or Evan Neal. Evan Neal now plus 275. So the odds that we showed have just been tweaked just a little bit mm-hmm. uh, in the past hour or two. I wouldn't bet either right now. If you got in at 25 to 1 earlier today, you're sitting on a, a fun price. You know, Evan Neal, we mentioned, uh, I want to say a couple weeks ago, and it was like 10, 15 to 1, worth a flyer. At these prices, no. Because, first off, the Jaguars don't even have a head coach yet. Right. So, they, we don't know which direction they could be going. And I think the likelihood of this pick being for sale for an organization that's an absolute disaster right now and needs, needs just bodies in there, if there's a team that falls in love with Hutchinson or Thibodeau or maybe one of these quarterbacks, mm-hmm. Sean, I mean, who's to say that Kenny Pickett or Matt Corral or – Sam Howell, unlikely. But I'm just saying, who's to say that some team doesn't fall in love with one of these quarterbacks when they go down to Mobile and they can, you know, make a package to get up there. So, at those prices right now, I wouldn't play. I wouldn't play anybody. I I really wouldn't because I think based on most talent evaluators out there who do this, you know, as their full-time job, and we'll get yours, Mm -hmm. you know, as, as, as we get closer to the draft, it feels like Hutchinson and Thibodeau is kind of a coin flip of who's the best prospect in this class. But does either does the do the Jaguars desperately need an edge rusher? I mean, edge rushers we always you know you need them in the NFL.
3: But we've got to make a graphic for this.
2: It's uh, fascinating to see the movement that we saw today from a hundred to one to five to one on January nineteenth
3: before the Senior Bowl, before the Combine. Yep. so – I mean, maybe they know something. I I don't know. No, I mean, look. Again, it, I haven't watched all of his games. And so what Dane know.
2: Brugler flat out said was, I don't know what the Jaguars are going to do, but he based it off of the people that he talked to. Mm-hmm. Some of them have the NC State tackle, Equanu, Eku- ahead of Evan Neal. And if you just drafted Trevor Lawrence, there might be a thought process. And Jacksonville says, well, if we can't move off this pick, and no one's willing to pay to move up, maybe we just get the left side locked up for, for the foreseeable future. I mean, it feels a little bit like the Eric Fisher situation, right? Right. With Kansas City, like, was Eric Fisher worth the number one pick? No, but.
3: I mean, and the that's situation. the thing. He's still a solid player. Yeah, but now he's playing
2: for the Colts. I know.
3: know, but I'm just saying, like, that's the, the bar, in my opinion, when you put – those kind of expectations on a college offensive lineman. I mean, he's got to be borderline pro bowler for the fan base to look back and be I mean, like, Rashawn Slater, that pick was warranted.
2: Now, you would think Rashawn Slater would probably be the number one pick in this draft. He went, what, 14 last year? Mm. I don't know. I mean.
3: Patrick Sertain Jr. would go really high.
2: Yeah, that's true. I mean, you got the quarterbacks too, Trevor Lawrence.
3: I don't know if any of them would go in the same spots. If they, they'd all drop. Because people would see they aren't no-brainer franchise quarterbacks. Like I don't think you can say that about any of them. Even Mac Jones, who led his team to the playoffs, who I love. You know, Mac Jones is a rock-solid quarterback who's going to eventually be in that Kirk Cousins. Well, Micah Parsons was tremendous. Don't be in that Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Boat.
2: And there's nothing wrong with that at all. all. And then when you the that's problem,
3: better than the Johnny Manziel Baker Mayfield. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, I feel like when you throw that around, people will be you know that's disparaging. How dare you, Kirk Cousins? The problem with Kirk Cousins is that he makes $40 million, and he's not worth $40 million. We're
3: about to go to break. I pulled up yeah. my 2014, 2015 mock drafts I did for Yahoo, the ones where I would do what, what, what I'd do what if I, would I was do? a GM. Yeah. Somebody should hire me. You
2: hear that? There's a lot of openings around the league.
3: I'm just saying it's GM or bus.
2: Las Vegas, by the way, they need, they need a GM. Hire this guy. He's in town. All right, we'll wrap things up. Sean's got some uh, news to tell you on the other side of the nightcap.
1: and these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: This is the Nightcap on v the sports betting network.
2: It's never too early, folks, to start preparing for the big game, and we want to make sure VEASAN is part of your plans. We'll be with you throughout the playoffs. Then on championship weekend, we'll have 56 hours of free video coverage on VEASAN.com leading up to our sixth annual live big game betcast. It's the biggest game of the year, so make your plans now to join the VEASAN betting experts before, during, and after the action. On Veasan.com, we'll be a part of that coverage. That's Sean King on a Super Bowl.
3: Uh, what happened in the Lakers-Pacers game?
2: Uh, the Lakers stink, and they're getting blown out now. Well, not blown out, but they're down seven now to the Pacers. They were leading pretty much this entire game, and they are now down 101 to 94. They've been outscored 25-14 in the fourth quarter, and the Pacers.
3: There are some metrics that exist in the NBA that I just don't understand. like and to me they're kind of hypocritical in in, in some ways. Guys pass up layups all the time to kick the ball out for a three. Mm-hmm. Yet the minute the defensive team steals the ball and tries to go on a fast break, they automatically foul him. when the likelihood of them shooting a three if they're got a two on one fast break is very minimal. So if the twos aren't that big a deal, then why commit all those fouls? You know, like, this is some weird yeah. things that exist in the NBA. Well,
2: I guess before you're in the bonus, you'd rather just foul them and...
3: But and that's that. how you get in the bonus, just by those dumb fouls.
2: So you were uh, mentioning going into break, how if you did a, an exercise mm-hmm. six, seven years ago... I was
3: at uh, NBC and Yahoo, and uh, I did mock drafts in 14 and 15 and I did a couple each year, but the final mock draft in each one of those years, and it stipulates. So if you look them up, in 14, I did three. But the third one, the ones that are done in, in, in mid April, are what I would do mm-hmm. as a GM. I took Khalil Mack number one.
2: That's a good... 2000, good. 2014, Jadeveon Clowney went one, and Khalil Mack ultimately went five to Oakland. And
3: I took uh, Sammy Watkins two to the Rams. Okay, he went four that year. Who did the Rams select?
2: Greg Robinson.
3: Yeah, they would have did better with Sammy Watkins. Uh, I took Jadavian Clowney three to Jacksonville. Didn't they take Bortles? They did. Yeah. How'd that work out?
2: Uh, He got to an AFC Championship game.
3: He did. Facts. Can't take that from him. They're still Uh, looking for a quarterback.
2: I wouldn't say that uh, he was the reason they got there. I mean, think about about that. They were leading the Patriots in the AFC Championship game. Uh, Who drafted fourth? Bill's they that's, they Bills. they traded up to get Watkins.
3: Yes. But initially that was, was Cleveland, Cleveland right? Mm-hmm. I had Teddy Bridgewater going to Cleveland at 4. And before anyone laughs at it, remember he was playing well Teddy Bridgewater in leg. Minnesota before that tragic broke his leg leg incident. Yep. But Cleveland traded down and they end up taking Johnny Manziel.
2: They traded down a couple times yeah. and uh, ultimately took Johnny Manziel at 22. Yeah, right. So, they'd have been better off with Bridgewater at four. Yeah. <laughs> you think?
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's funny to look back at those drafts. And then who was five? Uh, that was Cleo Mack.
3: That was Oakland, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then? I forget exactly who I had Oakland taken. I closed it.
2: But Aaron Donald was in that draft class. That, uh, yeah, I
3: had Aaron Donald going to Oakland. Really? That's what it was, yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, he ended and up going he ended up going to the Rams. I think that's working out.
3: Yeah. They traded down and got him like uh
2: No, they that was their pick.
3: No, but the Rams traded down, didn't they? Mm-mm. Out of number two? No, no, that was their pick. You're right, you're right, you're right. The
2: Rams, remember the Rams got the number two pick from Washington, part of the RG three yep. package. Yeah. Jeff Fisher did a really good job with all those picks. And good enough to get him to seven and
3: nine. Um I wanna uh, look that Raiders pick up. Just I don't wanna what you have? Yeah. I'm pretty sure I had...
2: I think you you were going through it during the break. You had Khalil Mack, I think.
3: No, I had Aaron Donald going. Oh, sorry. Up. I, yeah, I yeah, had yeah, Khalil sorry. Mack yeah, number yeah, one.
2: Yeah, Khalil Mack one, right. Yeah. Should be a GM.
3: I'm telling you, I wouldn't leave Vison for a lot of jobs. Going to be GM. NFL the- GM would be one of them. <laughs> yeah. I don't think... That's my bucket list job.
2: I don't think people at Vison would be mad. I guess I can't speak for all of them. Oh, but uh, if you left to be the general manager of an NFL franchise, I think they would be understanding. Yeah. And maybe you could just, like, tweet us. Well, you're terrible at tweeting your Puck Stradamus plays. You know, after you hit them, you just let everyone know, sitting from the Vegas, uh, you know, big office there, just, like, steps away from my house. You know, Oh, Big King, Puck Stradamus play. Yeah, hit. I
3: drive by and, bop, bop, how you doing?
2: <laughs> by the way, the Pacers are now up 11 on the Lakers. Lakers stink. Uh, Denver won in overtime over the Clippers, 130-128. to So that has gone final. And the Colorado Avalanche.
3: And yes, by the way, I did have Aaron Donald going five to the Raiders. Not bad. Yeah. Mike Evans went seven to the Bucs in my mock draft. And that was
2: where he actually landed.
3: CJ Mosley going eight.
2: So yeah, so he went 17.
3: Yeah. At Jake Matthews going ninth. He
2: went. So you had Jake Matthews going lower than he normally went, which was right. six.
3: But some good that picks there. Out. You guys can go look it up. You just Google it. Sean King.
2: Where'd you have my guy Zach Martin? Did you, did you have he him? was a
3: little. He was mid first round. Think. Uh, yeah, he ended up going early twenties, I think.
2: Sixteenth to the. Uh,
3: and the only reason he went a little later for me, excellent player, but because he was an interior guard. offensive line. I mean, yeah.
2: Um. All right. Wrapping things up here. Tomorrow.
3: I'm gonna do one of those for Visa this year. That'd be great.
2: Yeah. Do what I would do as the we could, you know, GM of all the teams. Fortunately for you, you have a space mm-hmm. where you talk for three hours a night. We could, yeah. we could do that whole thing.
3: And so you guys know Friday, uh King will announce Big King will announce his best bet of the NFL divisional round weekend. You do not want to miss it. I mean, these are automatic picks, right?
2: I'm I'm biting my tongue right
3: now. For real? I'm still mad at myself for not putting my whole bankroll on my teaser.
2: (laughs) You got some ground to pay. It would have helped
3: you. It helped. My whole thousand? I'd have picked up 6,000. Did you do it? Nope. Yeah. I should. I did it in real life. I just didn't do it on the the bankroll
2: play. I could have uh, retroactively put my whole bankroll on. I
3: feel bad because, but I did it in on, real life. Did I not? Did I not do it in you real life? You did do it in real life. Okay, I, I did do it in real life. Did. did I talk about doing it before my bankroll? I even mentioned it. Yep.
2: It sounds like you've got only yourself to blame.
3: I do. Still salty about not playing Washington in week two of Survivor.
2: <laughs> are you st- are you still salty about your guarantee on USF over wins?
3: So, I was a year early. <laughs> so... <laughs> That bet will be, <laughs> be ran back. That bet will be ran back. That
2: was a year early. That was a year early. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I'm people, bullish on the Bulls for 2022. Are, people are still tweeting you about that one. Hey,
3: I'm bullish on the Bulls for 2022. They were super competitive. <laughs> they
2: lost, their, uh, they lost uh, Charlie Weiss Jr., he go, he was where's he going?
3: going Ole oh, miss, yeah, with the old miss How upgraded. Those crazy. direct deposits look a lot better, crazy. Uh, um, shout out to my guy, Marquel Blackwell, too. He's a new running backs coach at uh, Old Miss. Proud of him, it's like my little brother. Because Kevin Smith left, he's been with Lane the whole time. He left to go to Miami with Mario Cristobal from Miami, played at UCF. I get it, it's probably a little better living in uh, South Florida than it is in Oxford.
2: By the way, go ahead and uh, cash some plus money if you had the Pacers on the money line. Uh, they win. They're going to win 111 to 102 here.
3: What were the Lakers four and a half five point favorites?
2: They close three and a half point favorites yeah. here. The steam told you outscored 35 to 24 to close out this game. Uh, Biggest
3: upset of the tell night, me, though. Tell me that made the game go over or under.
2: Oh, a little meaningless layup there?
3: Yeah. What's the total? Please tell me it's 213. It, it, it did not. It was 224.5. Okay. Oh, God. Yeah.
2: LeBron had a meaningless layup at the end of the game. 111, 104. The I needed. Acers I needed. Pacers beat the Lakers. I needed
3: one point to get the over. And they were playing, I think, the. Uh, I think they were playing the Timberwolves. And. Avery Bradley gets the ball on a breakaway layup with, like, five seconds left, and instead of making a layup, he just dribbles around under the basket. I want to throw a baby bottle at him.
2: It's good college basketball games tomorrow night. Purdue at Indiana. San Francisco at Gonzaga. Arizona at Stanford. UCLA on the road at Utah. Jim Root says fire on the dog. Colorado. Colorado. At home, USC dropped two straight.
3: Don't and forget, th- Jim Root's best bet tomorrow, Georgia State, minus the four and a half. Yep. yep. I'll be all over that.
2: Georgia State home to Appalachian State. That is uh,
3: Jim's favorite play, four and a half. Text your buddy, tell him to get some rest, too. Georgia Looked State. Tired. I know he did. Yeah.
2: He's, picking, he's busy picking up. He can't
3: get burned out in January. <laughs> <laughs> because that's when he start to March. <laughs> We had a busy
2: show tonight. Thank you very much to uh, everyone that joined us. Thanks to Aaron Oster, our producer in case you missed the show, com slash podcasts where you could check it out. Scott Seidenberg's up next right here on Vison.